0: Listen, be careful in the night, A lot of
1: nutcases come out on Halloween. Is the Boogeyman real? Why are you so obsessed with the Boogeyman, Tommy? <laughs> Halloween night, the Boogeyman tax kids who don't believe. Oh no, Tommy! The boogeyman's gonna get me! I'm gonna cut that
0: mask right off your face. It's come back for his baby sister.
1: To do what? Welcome back, friends and family, uh, ladies and gentlemen, everybody to the Scary Sci-Fi Sluts Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny. Uh, right now, I'm in Portland, and I'm Brandon. I'm still in Portland as always. And we actually have a special guest with us today. Um, who do we got here?
0: Uh, my name is Jordan Black. I'm also from Portland, so all Pacific Northwest residents currently. Yep. You.
1: what's your deal, Jordan? What's uh, what brought you here today?
0: Yeah, man. Um, so Kenny and I used to go back, used to hang out a Hold lot. Up, Kenny, and, I'm not hearing you know, anything. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's up?
1: Technical difficulty. Oh, oh
0: no worries. Um, so Kenny and I go back. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, and uh, I'm currently working on my own projects. And he hit me up and was like, "Hey, do you want to do this like kind of spooky sci-fi sluts podcast, if you will?" Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, totally. Let's let's talk about some horror movies. It's October. It's spooky season. It is. I'm here for it.
1: All right. <laughs> so oh, we are here." as part of our Halloween in reverse uh, review in reverse movie retrospective series. Um, those mm-hmm. of you that have been following me and Brandon covering the series so far, we just kind of decided that anybody can do the movie series chronologically. That's, you know, it's good and fun, but it's, it's yeah. unoriginal. So we're like, Hey, let's do it backwards. Cause we're kind of stupid and why not? Right. And yeah, so we've made our way through Halloween 2018. <clears throat> um, we did, most recently Rob Zombies Halloween 2 which is a direct sequel to what we're covering today which is Halloween 2007 um, before we get into some movie information what what were your guys's uh, like memories of this movie I know we're kind of all across the board here with with different things like for myself I saw this one I didn't see this one in theaters because um, I was mm-hmm. too young at the time 2007 I was. 12 years old wow um so i remember bootlegging this sorry fbi please don't (laughs) listen um i bootlegged this and i actually got uh i forget what it's called but it's like the uh unfinished version like it was a cut that generally sometimes gets released um illegally by like some cast and crew or hackers or something and so i i the first version of this movie, which there's multiple, um, I believe was closer to the unrated cut. Um, and there's a couple scenes that I specifically noticed that were omitted from this version that me and Brandon watched. So then what, what about you guys? Where, what is your history with this movie?
2: Well, uh, as you probably know, this is my first time watching it. <laughs> yeah. And it was definitely mm-hmm. interesting going backwards. So we'll have to talk about that more later, but, um, yeah, first time watching it um so not too much on that yeah
0: fair yeah um this so I grew up with kind of strict uh parents and this was one of those movies that I like definitely couldn't have gotten away with watching it at my home so I definitely watched it when I was yeah probably probably 12 probably 13 something like that but even then they wouldn't have let me watched it and I remember seeing it at a buddy's house because he his parents, polar opposite, like just didn't care. Um, I remember it being just like one of the most shocking movies that I had seen at that age. Like um, the language, the the imagery, like it all just like resonated with me. So I remember even now, like distinct scenes, um, which we'll probably get to later. But um, yeah, definitely not something I would have seen, but it was one of those, like, oh, you saw it at your buddy's houses.
1: Yeah. And what, what is your, um, I know you had kind of a stricter household, but as far as the Halloween series in general, do you have any, any like overall impressions of it? Like I grew up with the series, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm always biased. I I prefer Michael over Freddie over Jason over any type of like, you know, horror horror series. Sweet Michael, sweet boy. Um, I actually don't have like a
0: ton of experience with it. And I think, because um, we lived together at one point. I think you're the one who actually introduced me to the original, the John Carpenter cut. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> so that's pretty much it.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah. So let's get into a little bit of uh, details of the film here. So it was released August 31st of 2007, which is interesting because it's kind of on the tail end of summer, uh, beginning of fall. You would think it would have a closer to you know October release date. I'm not sure. What the reasoning was behind that uh, budget? Only fifteen million dollars, which pretty typical of, of horror movies in general. They tend to cost really cheap and make a lot of freaking money. So this one made uh, a worldwide box office of eighty million four hundred sixty thousand and nine hundred forty eight dollars, which is quite a fat return. So not bad. Easy, to, yeah, it's all right. All right. Pretty damn good. <laughs> easy to see why they greenlit a sequel pretty immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. Now getting into some ratings So the Metacritic score uh, 47 out of 100 IMDB rating um, from viewers and audience Was a 6.1 out of 10 And then comparing that to the Rotten Tomatoes score It has a 28% Rotten uh, Tomato meter And then a 59% also Rotten audience score So it seems like general consensus about this movie Is that it is not great And (laughs) I was actually surprised because having not seen this in quite a while, um, I remember having like holding this movie in higher regards. Mm -hmm. And I I thought I must've just been, you know, creating stuff in my head, but I had thought that audience reception was much better than critic reception, which it is a little bit, but not, not by much. And it kind of surprised me just to see that. Yeah. Yeah and so this one I'm of course directed by no <laughs> i, I think over here. yeah
0: i i, I kind of i i have to agree i think what happens is it just kind of plays into that like when you watch it like a certain age yeah because i remember like you know, I I watched it last night and had a wholly different experience, but I remember it, the edgy stuff like worked mm-hmm. for me when I was younger yeah. and it, it, that shock value actually affected me. Yeah. But again, I was less than 16, like right. not even the target age right, and it right. worked. So that kind of, yeah. So I, wonder, I, I understand that.
2: I wonder how differently scores would be if they had like a subgroup for like teenagers to rate the film and then like adults.
1: Oh, yeah. Probably, you know, 13, 14 year olds would be like, oh Oh, my God, this is best, most violent. There's movies in it. 10 out of 10 movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There's a mini Michael and he stabbed Judith. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Wow, she was naked too. Oh, no. no, She had had a shirt on.
0: Sent me, by the way. Him coming out with his giant head. Oh my God. (laughs) The mask just did not fit. I think
1: there's a lot of unintentional comedy. And there's, there's a few points. Holy shit. (laughs) There's a few points. We'll get into spoilers. Um, So yeah, movie directed by Rob Zombie, um, written only by Rob Zombie, which I I've seen a few of his other films. I think he's generally um, at least one of the writers, maybe not the entire, the sole writer. And I, I feel like it's not something that he does great with. He might need some help in the writing department, just me. Don't come after me, Rob Zombie. But just thought. I think I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. um, cinematographer for this movie was uh, Phil Parmetz. Um, <clears throat> this is a different cinematographer than from the sequel. And uh, the only notable projects this guy's done is Grindhouse and uh, The Devil's Rejects. So I guess he already does have a connection to Rob Zombie. He must have just pulled him in from, from that movie. And um, same same produ- uh, producers and production companies as as the sequel, um, a couple changes. But Dimension Films is the company that owns the rights to Halloween. Um, and there's a, a couple interesting facts uh, kind of behind the scenes that involves Dimension. Um, like, I guess after 2002, I want to say it was Halloween Resurrection. That was the most recent movie before this one came out there was a lot of like confusion and a lot of um, kind of like a up in the airness about the Halloween series and where it would go because resurrection was a critical bomb and a financial bomb. And um, there was actually uh, talks at one point of crossing over uh, Halloween with Hellraiser because Freddy versus Jason had come out, you know, early 2000s. Mm. And I think that one was financially successful and, and critically it did okay um mm-hmm. so that that was a plan for a little bit but then it just never never panned out and it's just interesting to see where they were expecting to go
2: hmm. yeah i'm s- kind of surprised that they didn't green light um more adaptions like that like crossovers
1: and yeah because everybody forgets about michael it's all about freddy it's all about jason michael's the og homie Yep. I mean, I guess uh, I think
2: during that time frame, we did have a lot of uh, spoof movies where we got all
1: the characters coming together. Yeah, there was like um. Stan there was one specifically um, there's one that like took all the horror icons and put in one, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, do you guys know what I'm talking about? It was really, really bad. You're not thinking of Stan Helsing? Oh, no, not Stan Helsing. Let me. OK, I got to look this up. Uh, yeah, because I want to I want to see that. Not the whole thing. I don't. I don't know if I could
0: handle the whole.
1: Thing. We'll have to. It's we'll have I to. I want to see it on screen.
0: Wait. Oh God, yeah. For movie icon spoof movie. Oh, the god. cherry on top for the Michael saga.
1: Oh shit! Maybe it is Stan Helsing.
0: I never saw that.
1: I think it might be. Huh. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the poster for. Yep, it's definitely. Oh my hey, god. Hey, it's got Steve Howey, so it's worth a watch. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's Steve a babe. Howie. Yeah. Sure um all right rolling along here so some of the the cast and crew we have malcolm mcdell who's awesome 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 as sam loomis um mm-hmm. taylor compton playing laurie strode uh tyler main who plays adult michael myers and tyler main mm-hmm. is a beast in this film he's a he is a he's huge michael's gigantic. huge in this movie I don't and, know how wow. he didn't
2: get cast for like
1: everything in the future for michael yeah yeah, I don't know. He he should, because he is intimidating. And one thing I give Rob Zombie credit to in, in this movie, you know, my opinions aside, is casting Tyler Maine was the right call. If this was oh, the style absolutely. of the movie he was going for, this level of, you know, kind of brutality, viciousness, horror, this was the perfect casting, because this guy is scary. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a lot of things throughout the film, technically. Um, I'm not sure if you guys caught some of it where, uh, camera work wise it'll be p- positioned uh, lower to the ground too to yeah. even accentuate his his largeness even mm-hmm. more and it's oh yeah yeah I give him props for that you
0: get a lot of classic Michael Myers moments like the nice little head tilts. yeah exactly in those shots <clears throat> yeah yeah but, and I mean even in the wide shots he looks massive mm-hmm. the guy's huge
1: yeah <laughs> And one one thing that this this film, because um, essentially how this movie works is the first part, first third or so is a reimagining retelling of Michael Myers and what we know to be Michael Myers as a kid. And then the right. second um, two thirds or the the second half of the movie is almost a pretty um, loyal like remake of the original. Um, with some modernization, a couple extra things here and there. But it, its I'd say it's a pretty close remake. And yeah. um, so there's shots that Zombie tries to copy from Carpenter's original specifically just, just to show, like, hey, I'm paying paying homage to what Carpenter did and I'm just giving it my own fresh take. And so there are certain scenes and shots where in the original you'll see Mike with his really hideous, like not scary William Shatner mask doing like the head mm-hmm. tilt and like the standing on the side. And and it's really comedic and yeah. unintentionally, of course. But then in this one, when it's redone with this Michael Myers with this, you know, worn out, beaten up mask, it's actually kind of mm-hmm. scary. And yeah, it was kind of set up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He did good. There. I definitely think, not to get too into the weeds yet, but I definitely think the second and third act, especially the third act, is is the strongest part of the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. The second act is a lot of like you know retreading and uh, like down to the shots. Um, but I
1: thought the third act was really good. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll dive into that in comparison. Um, so then, moving into some interesting facts, and this is the the section where you know Brandon and I usually popcorn some IMDb trivia. And, and oh, I got pull, some pulled up right now. Some so good ones. As soon as um, you're done. Yeah. I got a couple of things here. <clears throat> so uh, Rob Zombie, I think he reached out to John Carpenter when he got the rights to make the movie and like, you know, asked him some thoughts and ideas. And, and the only real thing Carpenter told him at the time was to make the movie his own. Um, and Rob Zombie, you know, took that to heart. And so he, he definitely wanted to to pay homage to the original, but then also wanted to remake it with his own vision um, and then it turns out later on um, I think when they're doing press tour for press tours for the 2018 Halloween John Carpenter had said in an interview that he's actually not a fan of zombies interpretation um, in, in his eyes it by giving the background to Michael Myers and like explaining that he's a psychopath as opposed to like a supernatural force he thinks it takes away a lot of the mystery a lot of the you know, the the mystic, mystical elements of what Michael Myers was, John Carpenter. Um, so I think that's interesting. I can see that. Um, see, oh, this thing, this I thought was really cool. They actually filmed uh, some of the shots in the same neighborhood where they shot the OG um, 78 Halloween, which... Mm -hmm. i I was thinking when i was watching it like some of this looks really familiar and it it was really good at recapturing this like fall vibe in a small suburb town um and when i saw that i was like okay that that makes sense It, it looks familiar for a reason and last thing i have is uh there was an original ending i'm guessing zombie changed this after doing some screeners and screen tests and stuff where michael had actually released lori um after being talked down by Loomis and then ended up getting shot dead by the police. So it's interesting to hear that zombies original idea wasn't for there to be a sequel. It was to, to end it here as like a, you know, Mm -hmm. soul movie on its own. Yeah. I feel
2: like we've talked about in the past about how the directors have been pressured to like do reshoots to set up for sequels Mm -hmm. and how it changes the original idea. And I feel like, it would have been a little bit more ballsy to like actually have him shot dead originally and then just leave it at that. And like you were saying about like taking away the mystical fact of Michael and kind of like bringing him to reality, they could have brought those elements in later if he was like confirmed dead and then like just bring him back to life later. Like you can always. So I'm
1: sure that that's, that's what zombies intention was. He probably didn't plan on making a sequel and but you know, the studio owns the right. Mm-hmm. These studios own the right to use Michael Myers. And of course they're gonna be like, no, don't kill him off. Like we're gonna keep using him. Yeah. So don't We just made
0: $80 million. You want to get <laughs> right. rid of this character. Right. Nope.
1: <laughs> Change the ending. Sorry.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. But
1: then we can bring in Michael's twin. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I want
0: little Michael again. Yeah. I want I want big head, small Michael. <laughs> it's like
2: an unlockable character.
0: Yeah, he put he put on big head mode. <laughs>
2: all right Brandon
1: what else you got
2: Uh, so some interesting things I found were Malcolm McDowell ruined a great number of takes by invoking hysterical laughter in most of the other actors
1: so he found the the script pretty funny um (laughs) he he saw he was reading Rob Zombie's lines and he's like are you fucking serious bro Uh,
2: William Forsythe actually injured his leg prior to shooting. So in the original script, he only had an arm brace. Um, but thankfully, Forsythe's injury kind of worked to the film's advantage. <laughs> That's um, cool how
1: that works. Yeah.
2: Emma Stone actually auditioned for the role of Lori Stroud. Oh, no shit. Hey, it's Strode. Pay hey, respects.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: I feel I like she could have done a little bit of a better part.
1: She 2007. I feel like this is around her easy A period, so she was just breaking out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She would have been cheating. Yeah,
0: they probably could have gotten away with it. She's yeah. not too big yet.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if her, her career hmm. may have went a different direction after that. If she was became like a horror star. But what else? Uh,
2: during commentary oh. for the film, Rob Zombie incorrectly states that Jamie Lee Curtis was in her thirties during the original Halloween. Um, And she Mm. was actually 19 during production.
1: Mm. Stupid zombie. Yeah, She was super, super young. He's Mm -hmm. obviously
2: not a fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, that's stupid. Um, The hoodie that Laurie Strode wears um, is from Sherry Moon Zombie's personal clothing line, Total Skull.
1: Of course it is. Oh my God. Yeah the nepotism she's in every of one of his movies right yep, yep. and she's like if um, you, you, you better notice, wear this <laughs> she's the only person who will never the only female actress who will never get naked in rob zombies movies
0: naturally yeah, yeah. every other every other female's fair
1: game though as yep. we they find it's out part later. of their contract they have to get <laughs> naked uh, except for for sherry moon interesting, interesting. uh let's see so
2: kind of on that note um Rob Zombie cast his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, because he wanted a tall actress to play Michael's mother, which would explain yeah. why he grew so tall. Yeah, so there's that's, no other no, six-footed no women in Hollywood. That's, that's the that's only it. one you could find. Jesus.
0: Don't make excuses Dude, for yourself, Rob. I like to think that there were audition, like There probably weren't even auditions because um, yeah, we find bedroom. out later. Yeah. Um, she is not great in this movie I'm oh just going to say that now
1: she's the worst part of this movie um,
0: to put it nicely Uh so I almost want to think that like he had to make up a reason to validate it like I mean he's directing it but I almost think that he just made up a reason oh yeah you know she's pretty tall Michael's going to be tall yeah. so he
1: had to explain think, it to the dude. studios they're like she's terrible please don't cast her and he's like no no no, no. look 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 there's a psychological biological reason no but
0: yeah. She's blonde at tracks. It totally is going to work. It's totally going to work. Well, okay. Well, Rob, she's the stripper but That
1: doesn't strip. I don't Yeah, think. Your wife's
0: going to have to get new. Nah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about that later. Oh boy.
1: Um, anything else? Yeah. Nothing too crazy. All right. Um, we are on a little bit of a time crunch today. So let's, let's hop straight into the summary. Then if you boys are ready. Mm-hmm. Yep, let's, yeah. Let's see do through it. it. All right. <clears throat> and um, just, uh, for, so our fans know, or people who are checking in for the first time, um, we'll go through the plot summary. We all take turns reading some sections and then, um, anywhere throughout, if we have thoughts, ideas about scenes, either we cover or don't cover in the summary, we just kind of like shoot them out and, and we'll discuss things and tear them apart as we go. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we are will. introduced to the Myers household in what appears to be the seventies in Haddonfield, Illinois. There's a young, disturbed Michael Myers, his older sister, Judith, his mother, Deborah, her boyfriend, Ronnie, and little baby Myers, known only as Boo. Stupid. The Myers household is a vile, vulgar, abusive, and trashy environment, and we see that a young Michael Myers is shaped and affected by it. Michael's home life also bleeds into his social life as he is bullied at school, and his bullies joke around about his promiscuous sister and stripper mother. (laughs) It is
2: now Halloween day. And Michael is caught with both the corpses of, oh, and pictures of dead animals at school. The principal introduces Mrs. Myers to Dr. Samuel Loomis, who thinks that Michael's animal murdering tendencies could eventually translate to people and believes that he could help. Uh, And of course, directly after this conversation, Michael brutally murders his bully before going on a murderous rampage at home. Uh, killing his older sister, her boyfriend, and a stepdad, only sparing
1: his baby sister. So this um, this intro section, what are what are your guys' thoughts here? Any anything? Any standouts? Um, uh, oh yeah. I
0: mean, we're immediately introduced to this uh, vulgar, hostile environment. I mean, everyone like sucks in this movie they are just yeah. terrible people like top that's, to bottom
1: that's a um, typical rob zombie thing if you've seen any of his other films it's it's the same way it's like yeah his go-to um my thoughts are shocking was, thing. yeah he was probably shaped by his childhood with with mm-hmm. you know at home experiences families neighbors like i'm assuming there's there's a connection there because all of his movies have to do with this specific type of like white trash style people yeah yeah
2: yeah but i feel like they were way too over the top with creating that like yeah. everyone is just an over-the-top asshole like yeah are you kidding me mm-hmm. um yeah i did kind of like the uh, the rednecks in the beginning though like their conversations and a standout line for me was when um daryl sabero's character the school bully he said they're gonna have to pump the cum out of her stomach <laughs>
0: <laughs> god, yeah. that was one of the scenes that I like remembered as a kid, yeah. and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's like <laughs> <a> thing
1: <laughs> this you have to do. Spy kids, <laughs> spy kids talking about yeah. come. It's, it's weird. Uh, um, wait, was that Junie? Yeah. yeah.
0: Was that thing? Yeah. No, it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Rewatch. Oh my god. In your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> um, oh wow. I, anyway. I also feel like, and we'll get into it like as we go along, but. I feel like he chose the completely wrong times to play the Michael Myers song, the classic yeah little it, song in the back. I like, remember
1: thinking that the cue was so kind of weird and offbeat, and it, it just didn't fit. Because yeah, I think really if, abrupt. First, yeah, yeah it, it kicks in when um, Doctor Loomis is talking to to Mike's mother, and then Michael like starts running off to the woods, and it just it yeah. just didn't feel right. Like I don't know if this editor like didn't know what he was doing, if he was drunk that day or something, Rob Zombie was drunk when he approved it. I I don't know. It just didn't fit. And it's good to see that, you know, I I have kind of a film technical background and Brandon, not as much Jordan. Yep. You're learning a little bit of the stuff, but like that three different people can recognize that it's yeah. We're not crazy.
0: I was going to say like, we can, we can armchair expert, any scene, anything, but like if, if, you know, if you know, if you take like what we watched, we're a hundred percent of the viewing category of you know, right now and mm-hmm. maybe even like fifty percent in the last year. But uh <laughs> three people coming together and being like, Yeah, this just doesn't hit. This um, one specific thing pro- is wrong. <clears throat> you know, yeah. It 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 probably doesn't hit. I mean, the <laughs> reviews speak for itself, but yeah, it just felt weird. And yeah, then yeah. they reuse it later, you know, equally as awkward.
2: Yeah, I was thinking like. The, the scene where he, he goes back to his house, I think, and he digs up the old mask that he hid and mm-hmm. the knife. I was thinking that they they shouldn't have shown what he was digging out there. And then I think the very first scene where he's like kind of stalking Lori mm-hmm. and he's like seen outside the school, that should have been the first time that they played the song because it would have been a, a lot better of a buildup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're showing all their cards a little too early, in my opinion. Yeah. They're just trying to keep keep it rolling. Uh, to keep one is one,
1: entertained. One last note I have about this this beginning part. Um, well, two things. I I really liked it how they introduced Dr. Loomis. Um, so he he just mm-hmm. like busts into he like swings the doors open to the school and like walks down the hallway all all pimp style with his like long flowy hair. He's got the like one you know, one piece of hair in front of his face. He's got those badass shades and it's like I want this guy to be my psychiatrist. Like this guy's, he's cool. Um, yeah. And then also, how did you guys feel about the the scene of Michael killing? Um, we'll just call him Spy Kids Junie. Um, yeah. I I remembered that vividly uh, as a kid after watching it. That that was like because this is the mm-hmm. first ten minutes of the film or so, and it stuck with me even even now. Like I can always remember it, and I remember feeling kind of almost like uneasy almost like kind of sickening yeah exactly yeah and i I think i have to give credit to zombie for for making you know more than just me other people feel this way and i think it just it has a lot to do with like you don't really expect to see that in the first opening minutes that's one Mm -hmm. um young michael you know he looks a little deranged but it, it, it was kind of a shock to see it happen from him immediately like that and also, I, I think the biggest thing is the way it was shot. Um, so every time he would go and swing and hit the the bully on the ground, um, the camera would like switch to a, a, you know, facing up view and kind of be like a spinning, like disorienting type of um, shot. And I thought that was done yeah. really well.
0: Yeah, it was pretty Stuck interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like the cuts um, just from POV, the spinning, like disoriented, yeah. handheld stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked. I like that shot. Yeah. The only thing it's I didn't quite
2: like was I feel like it was way too much on Michael's side <laughs> of that fight. And I thought that was a little mm-hmm. bit unrealistic, like to think that the the kid couldn't get in a single shot, like, but I mean, I guess he was getting beat with
0: the the branch like quite a stick, few times. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: all right. Well, moving on.
0: Yeah, so it looks like uh, here we go. All right, Michael is then charged with murder and transferred to Smith's Grove Sanitarium where Dr. Loomis attempts to treat him for 15 years. During this time, Michael stops talking entirely, makes horrifying masks, then refuses or that he refuses to take off, kills a nurse and probably more people and the stress and lack of (laughs) hope causes his mother to commit suicide. Uh, Loomis finally decides to hang up the coat and tells now a gigantic six foot eight three hundred pound Michael myers <laughs> is moving on and or he tells him that he's moving on and will no longer be seeing michael i <laughs> so in my notes watching this i uh just kind of back to that comedic factor that shouldn't be there in my opinion like mm-hmm. the the final interview mm. before uh before loomis leaves, he just kind of goes like i i should have pulled the quote, but he goes um he pretty much says like, you're my, you're my best friend. Mm-hmm. What the what the hell does that say about me? How <laughs> fucked up am I? And then I'm like, what? And then he's like, I gotta say, Michael, like after 20 years, I have to move on. I'm like, after 20 years, you just said 15 years is a lifetime and you spent 20 like talking to this guy like Who you doesn't talk figure this out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you haven't spoken in 15 years yeah. after 20. I think I'm, hanging up my coat
1: yeah it was a, I, I I kind a little of, early buddy I kind of liked the moment a little bit but I, I'll agree it was oddly comedic but yeah I do like I think that's just twist. the writing yeah I, I do like this twist in that um in the original Halloween movies like you didn't get to see this part of like Dr. Loomis and Michael's relationship you just knew Dr. Loomis was his doctor and that's that's basically oh, okay. it um but in this seeing a little bit of the childhood um aspect of of loomis actually talking to to michael when when he was vocal um at, at the very start of things and then progressing over time and seeing that they they still you know he was still there trying to connect with him and nothing happened and i i like that a little bit it was, it was a different take and i appreciated it Yeah. yeah. any notes here uh, Brandon?
2: Well, yeah. Before we go any further, because we're about to get out of the the Young Michael era, mm-hmm. what did you guys think about Young Michael and the actor that they chose, and kind of like some of the choices there? Fantastic. You're an idiot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought he was so good.
0: Savage. <laughs> you guys need sound cues. Where's the air horn?
1: Oh, I, I oh I'm working on it. <laughs> I pulled it in. Don't worry. <laughs> No, I mean, um, so we actually in watching after watching Halloween two and um, Jordan. I don't know if you remember this, but they actually changed the kid that that plays Michael Myers um, Mm. because this kid grew too big too quick um, for the sequel. Yeah, and the the kid in the sequel is is the least terrifying kid you would ever expect. He looks like a Mormon that you know goes around knocking on people's doors, passing out Bibles and stuff. This kid there's so many different levels to his face. Like he's like Carl urban where you can get so much from just his face. And I really applaud that from a child actor.
0: I thought he was, yeah, I gotta say, I thought he was pretty good. And I don't know if it was because how it was shot. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of my favorite scenes was actually, um, you know, we see Michael spiraling more and more and he stops talking Mm altogether and uh, his mom comes to visit. Uh, and they step out of the room um, with Michael and talk, you know, her and Loomis. And then a nurse walks in and leaving a nurse alone with a psychotic killer, just one of the other sins of this movie. But she turns her back. um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, She's like, Oh, let me just turn my back and give you my neck, which he fully takes advantage of. She's like, kills this nurse. Come on. Yeah. Well, why would they you give know. that
2: kid metal silverware?
0: Yeah, he gave him a metal fork. This like is, he used it. So. It was the
1: seventies <laughs> or eighties. I, I guess whatever. Pre 11 <laughs> Yeah. Pre 11 Safety of the wind. This is
0: the hij- this is the hitchhiking decade. You know, serial killers are booming right now. <laughs> exactly. Serial killers are in. Um, um I actually really like that scene, and I thought that was one of the better Michael scenes. Yeah. Young Michael.
2: I agree. I don't know. I thought he did a good job when he was wearing the mask because it kind of took me out of like the actual actor. And maybe it's my perception of the actor, but like all I can remember him from is Hancock because he played that weird French kid. A little French kid. A little
0: Sven I think is his name or something.
2: So (laughs) that kind of took me out of him playing Michael, Casting him, bro. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's his (laughs) fault. He shouldn't have played Hancock.
0: (laughs) Creepy blonde kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also just don't like his hair. I feel like it's way too long and weird. But that's that's part yeah. of like the magic that makes him work as a young Michael Myers. Like it's greasy, it's like multicolored, it's like always hanging in front of his face. I, I think it really works for this movie. He kind of looks like Rob Zombie. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> like a little bit. Oh, oh. like oh. the long strangly okay. hair.
1: Uh. All right. I think we're gonna have to do another video where we're just directly making comparisons to zombie's life in this oh, movie. God. Maybe maybe he's trying to tell us something. Should we call the cop Zombie? Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, maybe yeah. I'm on
0: the out for this
2: one. But Kenny, why don't you go ahead and take us further through the plot?
0: <clears throat> yeah. All right. let's, let's do
1: it. So Michael then links up with Michael Schofield and Lincoln Burroughs. gets <laughs> the bus out of <laughs> <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Anytime there's a prison break scene in a movie, I'm going to make a prison break reference. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> Killing all
1: 10 of the staff that works at the sanitarium because no one else works there and starts to make his way back home to Haddonfield. Along his journey, he meets Joe Grizzly, a fine young trucker man who is trying to pass a taco deluxe supreme in peace, but ultimately met an Joe untimely Grizzly. end. Rest in peace, Best Joe character. Grizzly. Gotta pour one out for the home. homies.
0: Rest in paradise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one for the homies. Mike, Mike mm-hmm. takes Grizzly's trucker jacket, then finds his way back to his old house, which is abandoned. Mm-hmm. Here, he collects his old William Shatner mask and kitchen knife that he stashed after his childhood rampage. Yeah, Joe Grizzly, best scene, best character. Hands oh, down. I'm Joe Absolutely. Grizzly, bitch. I'm Joe Grizzly, That's, bitch.
0: My notes for this scene consisted of <laughs> one sec. I'll
2: go I said,
0: yeah, I said, uh, Joe Grizzly ain't scared. God damn it. RIP <laughs> Joe Grizzly went out like Elvis
1: killed, <laughs> yep. killed yep.
0: by Michael. Like the rat named Elvis. And then he died like Elvis Presley in the toilet. So yep. there's a little dichotomy there. Um, RIP Joe Grizzly arguably one of the best characters in this movie
1: in the entire franchise I'll tell you that there's what 12 13 movies now Joe Grizzly is first Busta Rhymes is second because of course Busta (laughs) Rhymes makes his way into this movie series but Joe Grizzly like I want to know the background of this like is he a friend of Zombies Was it were his lines improvised or something? Because it just it just worked. Like, I wish this entire movie was more Joe Grizzly. Like, we got to get this. I
0: want to see a version where Laurie and Joe Grizzly team up and they just (laughs) like go their separate ways after (laughs) defeating Michael.
2: He held his own. watch it. Yeah. We, were, yeah, we were talking he about that poop when we were too. watching it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was another comment that I made was was the blood there before or after inside the toilet? <laughs> Dude, he had he had a taco deluxe supreme. It was oh, there before. Oh, yeah. oh, my <laughs> Michael's like,
1: that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. He's from, like, from you the deserve second, nothing but the ultimate punishment. <laughs> from the second Joe Grizzly steps out, steps foot out of his truck, I'm like, I'm just so in this scene. Like, he's he's making some, like, you know, funny comments to the other truckers. He sits down with a porno mag while he's taking a shit. Like, how does that work? (laughs) So weird. And one of his first lines, he goes, naughty, naughty girl. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he he was amazing. Um, What Uh,
2: do you guys think about uh, Danny Trejo's character getting killed off?
1: He was was an okay addition, like, I am I liked his. It was. It almost felt like a little cameo appearance. Like maybe he was pulling the face. I just thought or it was
2: weird that like he was his friend for twenty years and he didn't spare him.
1: Because I I think it's good though. Yeah. I think it's good that he did that because it shows that there's nothing behind the face of, of Michael. So Myers. he was
2: just screwing with him for twenty years. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it, but
1: uh, I'm kind of on the fence.
0: I'm, I'm one camp. I I agree. I think you know it makes sense. You know it kind of. AIDS the whole psychotic mm. antisocial killer thing. But on the flip, like, why didn't he just kill him sooner? It took him 20 years to do it. So like I'm I'm kind of mixed mm. on it. Um, I almost wish he would have like almost killed him
2: mm. and then mm-hmm. he
0: like was able to help Loomis. I feel like that kind of would have made yeah, more sense. Like a nice I could have seen him
2: become like a the regular badass Danny Trejo if he lived. Machete.
0: I think it's a good Danny Trehill role. I think yeah. it's actually one of Who's his better acting yeah. roles. Yeah, no. Yeah, dude, that's I liked true. it.
2: But I'm, I'm pretty pissed you have to remember for... that. Go ahead. Oh I was going to say I'm pretty pissed that they included the stupid line of I'm going to retire in three
1: months. I was like, okay, you're dead. It's, Thanks yeah, for <laughs> shadowing <That's> that. Just, <laughs> it's terrible writing. It's it's so rote. It's so over. Who wrote this like, again? Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> zombie okay. and zombie alone. Um,
0: uh, Sherry <laughs> Zombie.
1: <laughs> oh, no. But it's just the thing of, like, here's one line we can throw in to make this character feel more sympathetic. Like, oh, he's nice to Michael. He's retiring. Um, and us horror fans, like, of course, we know any time any character gets, like, something, some level of sympathy, any extra amount of <laughs> screen time than they should, they're, they're dead meat. They're bad fodder. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, you have to remember that this this was written by Rob Zombie, and he's not great at you know, doing like, I'd say more thoughtful foreshadowing. It's just, I don't know, like Jordan mentioned earlier, shock value is, uh, is a thing that is often attributed to Rob Zombie. And we see that a lot in this movie. And I think he just, he'll give characters a moment and then use them just as to up the body count. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We saw that a lot yeah, in the sequel sure. too, if you remember that. Um, oh yeah. Right.
2: Um that's something else I was going to mention. I love the, uh, how the bathroom scene kind of reminded me of the Halloween 2018. Which which bathroom scene?
1: Where the, oh, right, right. the podcaster
2: lady, she's taking yeah. a shit.
1: Yeah, that's where, yeah, I remember we when we were talking about we, um I made the the connection to Joe Grizzly, and I don't think you knew yeah. who Joe Grizzly was at the time. <laughs> I do now. That's awesome.
2: All right, yeah. let's roll All right, R.I.P. Joe
1: Grizzly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, during this time, we meet Laurie Strode, who is a late teen at Haddonfield High School. What Lori doesn't know is that she was actually Michael's baby sister and that she, or he was coming home to find her. Uh, Loomis learns of Michael's escape and tries to ruse the Haddonfield sheriff, Brackett, to action uh, to prevent any more killings. But Brackett doesn't take Loomis seriously and actually despises him for making money off the book that he wrote about Myers. So Loomis decides to take matters into his own hands and buys a 357 Magnum. Loomis
0: ain't fucking around.
2: Mm -mm.
0: Nope. My note for that was, uh, have you heard the Aerosmith song, Janie got a gun? I just sung Mm -hmm. uh, Loomis got a gun as he was (laughs) (laughs) picking up that gun. I was like, Loomis got a gun. (laughs) Inserting that song would actually made sense to this movie yeah that would have been hilarious i mean it can fit in there these music choices are just like insane uh (laughs) love hurts with young
1: michael yeah it's couldn't believe that shit it was it was it had no place it was cutting back and forth especially between like his mom stripping and young michael sitting there sad on all it was it was a terrible choice terrible editing so weird it was Um, like a breakup song it was so weird i didn't like that any uh so this this section of the movie where we get to see a little bit more about Lori and we meet her friends who are, you know, just kind of useless and pretty annoying. Um, and one yeah. one thing, I'm not sure how much you guys remember, remember the original is you actually care a little bit about her friends. You don't get to know them too much, but like they they had a level of like quirkiness and like humor that just made you care a bit more than than you do about these characters. They're just there's dumb teenagers in this one and have no like redeeming qualities or anything. And um, yeah, it just felt like if you're going to retread the same stuff as before, do it better, not do it worse. And nothing to me was better outside of um, Danielle Harris, who we talked about her last time, Brandon, um, who plays Lori's friend, Annie Jordan. I don't know if you know this, but she's, Yes, she's actually been in the series before. Um, She was the main character in Halloween's four and five when she was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, she played um, pretty cool, I believe, as Laurie Strode's daughter. Yeah, I want to say daughter. Um, So it's cool to see her back. And, you know, she's she's one of the better actors uh, of these movies, I think. Um, And Mm. she's hot and has nice boobs. (laughs) And that's.
0: That is just a small pie of what makes a uh, run-of-the-mill horror movie. Yep. Got to have those things in it, man. You have to, and you have thing, to have archetypes just getting slaughtered me. by a serial killer. Yep, and boobs, and boobs. I will say views. this is
2: where it got pretty interesting watching the movie, having watched the sequel first, because like I knew that the two of them survived and that they were brutally cut up and like beaten, mm-hmm. but I didn't know mm-hmm. how we were going to get there and like the setups. So. I thought that was pretty cool going in reverse um yeah yeah meeting the characters and everything
1: um yeah anything else about this this section here this is all kind of set up leading up to the the main final act of the film where mike goes around killing laurie's friends and stalking them and Mm -hmm. stuff and any other Mm -hmm. thoughts here yes so um
0: i so I didn't take many notes in the second act where um, we're just getting, we're bridging the gap between Michael and Mm -hmm. Lori. Um, From what I've seen from the original, a lot of similar shots, a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. wides cuts to him standing like awkwardly and like staring at Lori. Um, Which is great. I thought that, I thought that library scene was, you know, not bad. Like it's a good callback. It's a safe Mm -hmm. shot to have that in. You got to have it in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was good um yeah like her friends are just obnoxious like especially the cheerleader
1: one like yeah uh, i hate her hate her she's just written as like shock value Mm -hmm. yeah she's she's awful and she's there to show more cleavage more boobs that's it hey it was a good kill (laughs) later yeah 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 no phone cord yeah no phone cord it was just a straight (laughs) um but i do like that rob zombie decided to keep the uh the, the Bob wearing the sheet thing and the go get me uh, a beer from the original Is that in the original where, yeah.
0: where he cosplays as his as her dead boyfriend?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's actually a lot of it's really similar. Like they go into the house and they That's fuck funny. upstairs and then the guy only lasts 30 seconds and then she says, Go get <laughs> me a beer and he runs down to the van, gets a beer, comes back in and then Michael um, kills him the same way. So he like pins him up on the wall. Gotcha. Which I, I love that they he redid that and oh um, they did that in the original too yeah okay and then I Mike, thought that was insane <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. it's i mean the strength that it takes to do that um and also he s- stabbed through two rib cages and then through the wall <laughs> well so yeah. I, I was thinking when, when we were watching last night like how long is this kitchen knife because i was gonna think, say think yeah. about the chest cavity space of a person you know like this the knife yeah. would have to be at least this long <laughs> it was like sword. To go through the the wall as well but whatever physics yeah.
0: two foot long kitchen knife it uh it deploys when it <laughs> gets stabbed into uh, inadequate boyfriends
1: yeah you, you get at uh, a very specific store it's it's hard to find Yeah, um, but i do it's like michael myers special yeah the, uh, the the little bit of humor of michael myers to where he decides to throw on the sheet like it's it's pretty funny uh, unintentionally of course but i don't know it's a little yeah. little sick and twisted and i i I love that this time around yeah. um, we see a little more of how Michael's sick and twisted. So it makes more sense in the original. You're like, why the mm-hmm. fuck would Michael Myers put that on? Like it's really out of character, yeah. but this one makes so sense. I,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard about the changes like with the the kills here, you know, like the, the phone cord scene, mm-hmm. but I didn't know upon rewatching this, that that's in the original. So my mm-hmm. caught, co- my, my comment for that was literally just cosplaying with Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like, why, why would he bother putting on a sheet and glasses? Is he just trying to like be like, it's just purely for camp. Like it's, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. And He's being I liked cute. it. That's it it just back. made me laugh.
1: Yeah. Being uh, cute and goofy. <laughs> there is one. So there's a, a scene here where Loomis goes to um, the graveyard where Michael's sister and, and a uh, mother buried and, I really like the scene mm. because it's I want to say it's a pretty close remake of of the original scene from the, the OG movie. Um, mm. You know, going as far as like, I think the music cues are the same. The camera shots and movements are the same. So it's a very wide shot and it's like slowly panning. And um, some of the dialogue is even really similar. Of course, it's given the Rob Zombie fuck this, fuck that twist. Um, yeah. But there was one line I just I like lost. It was so funny where the the gravekeeper as he was showing loomis to the grave he said something like oh yeah uh the myers family the there's that asshole doctor who wrote that book and then loomis goes oh yeah i heard it was a masterpiece (laughs) and then he quickly moves on he's like i
0: heard it was a masterpiece anyway
1: the the line delivery from malcolm mcdowell was just golden that
0: it was perfect had to defend that book (laughs) yeah and i also love the the, the continuation of this defend my book subplot like it's only in two scenes but like there's a scene later with the sheriff um he's like he's like i don't like your goddamn book mm-hmm. i think it's sick i think you're profiting off the blood this sh- town is shared or yeah. is shed and then he's like he's
1: like just just look at the just cover lo- look, at look at his, his
0: eyes yeah and he's like eyes
1: okay. of a psychopath
0: yeah he's <laughs> just like dissing this book to no end and really upset about it and i was like yeah. oh yeah this is actually like I feel the scene. This is good. And then so, he's like, just look at the cover, bro. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, one thing I don't um, know how familiar you are with the sequel to this, but the book subplot is actually like a main feature of the the next movie, which I thought was interesting. Oh, Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That and the stupid white horse. And let's not get into the white horse. It's not in this movie. So we're all happy. Um, <laughs> um, you'll, you'll yeah. have to uh, <clears throat> go back and watch our, our H2 review. You know what we're talking about. Yeah.
0: Oh, um, boy. Yeah, I never caught that sequel, but um,
1: oh, it's <laughs> I had some thoughts about the the, the sheriff, too. Yeah. But wh- what were you Brad, gonna say? Brad Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him, but yeah, Chucky, Chucky, voice of Chucky. <clears throat> Wild. Pretty awesome. Good callback. Yeah, that was cool.
0: I uh, so moving moving past that initial the the friend death i don't even remember her name the the cheerleader but uh when um, we get with we we'll get Lori. to annie and no no was it Lin- Linda linda. Linda. It was linda
1: linda something with an l yeah
0: l- linda with a y uh <laughs> so we move on to annie and her boyfriend and they're doing their thing just like just like linda um, but Annie gets a chance to actually get away for a second and she mm-hmm. she gets a hold of a knife. I was actually impressed by that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, snap. She's actually going to try to defend herself. Yeah. Um, the movie. So the movie really started working for me like around like when so Lori's parents um, get killed mm-hmm. uh, from that point forward. The movie started working for me just a little bit more. Um, in terms of just good, like Michael Myers content. Yeah. Um, that, that kill with her dad was insane. Like yes. I did not
1: expect that. That, that was just so fucking fast. Best kill of the movie, him killing Lori's dad. Yeah, And I think yeah. it's, it's really stood out to me because there's a lot of deaths in this movie. There's a lot of kills, but that one specifically, yeah. there was like so much like built up tension it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. It happened in a second immediately. It was yeah. so like, like it, it was really brutal without it was... showing the brutality, you know? Yeah. It was jarring. There was like no tension at all. It was like,
0: yeah, you know, oh, nothing I'm going to go turn on the TV or yep. whatever. And then just like immediately uh, guts this guy. Yeah. And then the tension beautiful. starts to build a little and then it, it boils over when he snaps Lori's neck. Um, yeah, that was a good scene, but, uh, Moving to, like, uh, Annie's uh, attack, mm-hmm. I thought that whole bit was good, too, yeah. especially when Lori comes into the house to find that Annie's still alive and mm-hmm. her boyfriend is, like, hanging from the second story. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, With the pumpkin head, like, just more camp. Yeah. Um, the shot where uh Lori is going to go make a phone call to the police and um, Michael's, Michael's still in the, the house. Door. When yeah. He pushes
1: the door. Th- oh my great. god.
0: It's amazing. That wide is so great cuz it's, you know, they cut back and forth between it but it it's uh it leads into him like pushing the boyfriend hanging yep. from the second story. Uh-huh. Yep. I thought that whole all the wides in that are really
1: really good. Yeah, that entire like that. that entire sequence is, is is amazing and it it adds so much to the depth of Michael Myers as a true psychopath. And it Just also like toying with people. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it like it also gives you this energy that we haven't felt in the movie yet we've seen michael kill people we've like his br- uh, prison break scene was you know it was, it was pretty cool it was really quick really brutal really violent but it wasn't to me it wasn't scary and this to me was scary and yeah. i i really enjoyed it
2: yeah it shows yeah. that he's like cognizant enough to set up a trap because he mm-hmm. spares annie so that he can lure in lori
0: yeah <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. whole scene is, is really good. Elevated the movie for me. Yeah.
1: If only the um, entire movie was this, you know, Yeah, and Joe Grizzly
0: and Joe, and Joe, Grizzly. And Joe Grizzly. Yeah. Grizzly. I just need Joe Grizzly racing to the crime scene like Loomis and, uh, <laughs> and Sheriff, you know, <laughs> yeah. be the the
1: unofficial <laughs> eating a burrito, <laughs> eating a
0: burrito. He doesn't oh, learn. Man. He'll now, probably need a bathroom. So trip. now
1: we need a HBO max series adaptation where he's, he's the detective or whatever. He's the doctor. <laughs> always eats a burrito. That's his thing. You know, sometimes detectives smoke cigarettes. They drink a lot. (laughs) He eats a lot of burritos and he just go and seen the aftermath of Mike Myers all the time.
0: I just need to call. I just need it to be called a grizzly Halloween and
1: we can follow (laughs) Joe grizzly around. It's amazing. Uh, All right. Jordan, Um, you want to get into the last section here of the story? Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So on Halloween night, Michael begins his second annual murder party. As he goes through Haddonfield, killing everyone that has connections to Lori. Uh, eventually he tracks down Lori down, tracks Lori down using the find my iPhone app and shows her a picture of him as a kid uh, holding little baby Lori. She doesn't understand and takes this moment to grab a knife and stab him in the neck. Um, I actually really like this shot too. This yeah. was a good scene. Yeah, um, really good. Her kind of edgy, like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Like it, it, it was one of the times where like the writing didn't bother me, like with mm-hmm. all the swearing and like the vulgarity, like she's panicked. Yeah. Like she's swearing at she's him. That, that worked fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it worked just fine. Um, but yeah, the shot where he like takes his mask off and then just kind like, yep. of like, sighs a relief and like lays, like sits there, like mm-hmm. staring at her
1: yeah. the wide from in yeah. the corner. I actually really liked the scene. Yeah. Good camera um, work. Um, the, the tension was there. Cause you didn't, you didn't know what the hell was happening. Like, is he just going to kill her? Is he, is he, gonna rape her like yeah. what, what's going on here you really don't know and when yeah. he pulls yeah. out the picture and he's just like it's like bitch look at the picture and she's like I don't know yeah, yeah. He, good.
0: he was trying to caveman drawing to to <laughs> Laurie, like, She's just like, trying to get any the dirt, message across
1: like, I love you yeah. Yeah. drawing
0: arrows pictograms yeah yeah um so she stabs him in the neck uh this pisses him off a little bit and he decides fuck it now I'm gonna rampage ever <laughs> everywhere again uh, Loomis shows up with his big ass 357 and <laughs> shoots Mike a few times. but uh, He gets right back up and crushes Loomis's head nearly killing him. Michael catches up to Lori and for whatever reason bum rushes her off of a fucking balcony uh, barely conscious and barely alive. Lori grabs Loomis's gun, shoots Mike in the face which we know is ineffective I'm sure um, hopefully ending the Halloween nightmare
2: yeah, they, I think yeah. they uh, They didn't show exactly where he shot or got shot for good purpose to set up that yeah. sequel. Yeah, what, what you it's don't a, see, if, it's he, a plot hole, if you got it's the nice
1: reverse plot. shot, you would see him it's going up. like this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just crazy. ear. Me. Just graze me. We're good. <laughs> Miss.
1: <laughs> just a close up of his blown off ear. <laughs> um, yeah, so this this last section of the film, it, it is it definitely ramps up in intensity and it, it's like basically yeah. a long super long chase scene. And <clears throat> I, I think it was done fairly well. Um, I agree with Jordan yeah. in that this last part of the movie is, is, you know, has some of the better aspects um, yeah. him playing cat and mouse with Lori. And um, of course we had the, the scene where things slowed down a bit and he's like, Hey, I'm trying to connect with you in this way. And she, she's like, no, I'm not having it. And so he gives up and he's like, I'm just going to come for, you now. like, clearly you don't get me. So I'm going to try to kill you. And then when Loomis gets into the mix, I think it, it gets even better. Cause I just, I love seeing Malcolm McDowell, like showing any type of emotion on the screen. He just like his voice, his, his facial reactions, like his, his acting in general, just like works so well in this role. And mm-hmm. um when he's like yelling at Michael uh, after, as he's chasing down Lori in the in swimming the pool. pool, he's like, Michael, yeah. no. And it's, yeah it just it just works like the the whole atmosphere just works really really well for me and um yeah i i owe it more to the acting than i do to um the directing um yeah. but there there are a couple parts where um i i will give zombies some credit for for directing and blocking and stuff like when loomis first shows up and he's pointing the gun at michael and you see michael kind of turn around like this and it's it's almost it's not an extreme close up, but it's a close up shot of like over the shoulder of Michael turning around and you see him yeah, almost, cool. almost contemplate for a second. And so the camera yeah. lingers for, for just a you know a couple of seconds and then he turns on and keeps going. And I thought that was a really, really nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I like
0: that. Tech, like technically wise, like it was it was a nice shot to look at. It was mm-hmm. kind of brief. It was, you know,
1: like a four second shot, but it was it was nice.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of creepy. Um, one thing I noticed in this section of the movie that i didn't catch in the rest i don't know if i just was paying attention to other things and i've seen this movie a handful of times maybe four or five times and i don't think i've ever caught this but when michael is uh when Lori's like up in the rafters in in the house and michael's like using the stick to try to get at her Mm -hmm. that's like one of the first (laughs) that's one of the first moments where i notice his his like very audible grunting um It's something that thinking back as when I watched these movies as a kid, I thought he only started doing in the second movie. But now that we're rewatching this one, I noticed that it's actually a consistent thing. And how do you guys feel about that? Because in in the original movies, Michael makes no sound outside of his breathing, outside of his, you know, Hmm. Darth Vader breathing. And what do you think? What do you think about it? I mean, I
2: thought it was um, on par with the movie because this is the first movie in eight films that michael has even talked so mm-hmm. the fact that he yep. grunts doesn't seem too far off mm-hmm. i like think i was a fine choice
0: yeah i i totally agree i think it just aids the fact that this is going for more of a grounded mm-hmm. take rather than the supernatural, supernatural take yeah. I, th- I think if they cut the grunting out it would be a little um i, m-
1: I mean it probably work fine but i think it just aids the the human aspect better yeah no i agree i i, I really enjoy it. i know that's something reading some reviews and stuff that people complained about is like, why are we hearing Michael Myers? And it's like, because this this is a different take. It's not, he's not a supernatural force. He's not the shape he's Michael Myers, the person. And I, I like that touch.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, I, uh,
0: my notes for this, these few scenes. Um, I love when, uh, we we think maybe, I mean, if you've seen any Halloween movies or really any serial killer chase movies, mm-hmm. um, Loomis shoots Michael, he goes down eventually. And, you know, maybe he's not going to get back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, Loomis and and Lori make it to the car and she's like, was that the boogeyman? And he's like, yes, I think it yes, was. I believe it and was. I love.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. The delivery is great. This is mm-hmm. a good line, and um, it's kind of campy, but you know, it's it's passable. But call uh, back to the
1: original, of course.
0: Yeah. So exactly that works then. Mm-hmm. Um, but he bashes through the window, and Loomis is just like, "What
2: the hell, <laughs> yeah, Jesus <I> Christ!" <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think, I think there's a there's a um, another great podcast that talks about like essential scenes mm-hmm. in movies, and I think this whole bit would be a great scene for something like that to encapsulate this whole movie. Tell him. Yeah. Um, But I think seeing him get taken down and then being like their relief of him, like potentially being gone Mm -hmm. being like, I think that was the boogeyman. Like he's not there anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then him busting through the window and then being like,
1: what the fuck?
0: I think perfectly encapsulates Halloween. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: You just will not stay down.
1: Good, good pacing of, of the scene. Good. Like, like moment of relief like you said it's it's like things are are things over like they're done We're we're moving on and then out of nowhere boom and it, it just it worked it worked really well with the camera placement with with you know the lack of score in the moment it was completely silent and you just hear the two characters talking and yeah it was it was great to see that yeah but that um, definitely made me laugh but like in a good way yeah um, <laughs> um are, we are running a little short on time here so we got to move yeah. forward and start wrapping up. Um, mm-hmm. So, as a quick reminder to our listeners, what we do here is a uh, each of us will give our best killed movie, our worst killed movie, and then our overall score. And uh, with your score, you just attach a little bit of a you know brief summary um, of of why you gave that score. So, why don't we give our yeah. guest star Jordan? You have the go ahead. Oh, thank you. How gracious. <laughs> um,
0: I gave it a five and the reason I did that is it it was pretty mediocre. Um, You know, it's very, it feels very typical. The, the edgy stuff just didn't work for me. Um, I thought the first half did a good enough job to set us up for the remaining two Mm -hmm. um, or the first act, you know, and uh, it told a good story. There was some stuff I liked about it. Um, but really, in the third act, um, I, I do think it is the better part of the movie when, you know, Michael is just being Michael. And, um, you know, I thought it was shot really well, mm-hmm. um, despite the writing being kind of uh, falling flat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just didn't build enough tension for me. Like, like if had I not been watching it for um for you guys you know to discuss it I probably wouldn't have finished it again to be honest Mm -hmm. and I probably won't watch this like for a long (laughs) time like (laughs) but um I thought scout Taylor Compton was great as Lori uh albeit she was a little a little more out of the box and not as uptight as the original Mm -hmm. um I thought you know Taylor Lane Tyler Lane is that his name uh, Tyler I thought he was Tyler mean I thought he was pretty good um, mm-hmm. as this hulking Michael um, yeah third act really sent it for me and I think five is where I stand
1: okay uh, best kill of the movie for you
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with Ronnie his stepdad just oh, for okay. creativity nice. I thought that was a pretty gruesome kill mm-hmm. taping him to the chair Slit in his throat getting that uh creepy pov of him just like looking down and pulling his mask up i thought that was pretty good yeah yeah good yeah as far as worst kill worst uh kill. it's got to be danny treo that shit lasted way too long way yeah. too long yeah his, that's
1: the- that's something i you know we didn't get into is this is something that rob zombie does he just lingers on things for way mm-hmm. too long and it, yeah, it, it dragged way out. more so in the second movie the yeah. sequel that but- this yeah. is the beginning really? of that. You should go back and, and re- watch since you said you haven't seen it. Halloween two.
0: uh Or is there is there a scene where like a woman is getting like assaulted like on a bed with like a bunch of guys in the room? Like it's a pretty vulgar scene. Is that in Halloween two?
1: I think that's a porno movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you no, be thinking
0: about the, the <laughs> no I definitely saw scene. this in a movie.
1: Yeah. No, um, that doesn't sound like Halloween two.
0: Uh, Maybe it was, I could have swore it was Halloween. I thought someone like enters the room. I thought Michael like comes into the room and like kills a couple guys. You
1: are actually, is that in that? This is the unrated cut of this movie. There's a scene in Smith's Grove where the two prison guards go and rape one of the inmates. And I think Michael steps in and kills them. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, yeah. um, I think they screened the movie. And then it tested really negatively. So they removed that scene.
0: That scene is rough with a capital R, bro. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I remember that being like stained into my head as a kid, like Mm -hmm. something a kid should not see at 12. Um, Okay, well, I didn't see that this time. And I'm glad I didn't I didn't need to see that. But uh, I wish
2: we rented that version.
0: Yeah, that's that that scene is brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Um, But I would have counted that as my best kill.
1: Halloween 2, I'd say Give it a shot, especially after watching this one analytically, and then you know, just okay. like let us know what you think because it's we we had some yeah. interesting ideas on it. Yeah, um, yeah. So your worst kill was uh, Danny Trejo, machete. Uh, yeah, machete.
0: Brandon. Junie's Junie, uh, his uncle. <laughs> yeah.
2: Brandon, <laughs> what do you got? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that part either. The fact that they'd worked together before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah um yeah so kind of going off what you guys have been saying like overall i gave it a six and a half i feel like there were some pieces to this movie that could have done better and like it was a good or like there was aspects to it that were good in this film Mm -hmm. um but the the cheesy campiness of it and like some of the decisions with like the sound and the other choices that were made i feel like just took me out of it and the fact that it's Rob Zombie and it was just kind of shitty overall. Um, and going off of watching the sequel, it, it was just kind of hard, um, especially with the the zombiness of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought there was some aspects to it that were pretty good. Like, um, I think this might be one of my favorite Michaels being Tyler Maine. I thought he did a really good job. Um mm-hmm. I thought the kills were a lot better in this one because he didn't go so over the top with goriness like and yeah, craziness. So I I'd say it's definitely better than the the second one.
1: Mm. I don't know he why just, I rated He lost that one, his but. whatever little restraint Rob Zombie had in this movie, it, it just like completely vanished in the second one. Like if mm-hmm, you think mm-hmm. stuff lingers on in this one, like the scene with Danny Trejo, watch the second yeah. one. And it's like every single kill is the camera just hovers yeah. for an extra like 30 seconds that it shouldn't and yeah. it doesn't add yeah. to it i
0: yeah. also thought the scene with laurie in the ceiling like lingered just a little too long like yeah. he was running out of ceiling i was like come on let's let's wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, get her out of that, get that, that, that ceiling been edited like yeah 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 so, makes sense
2: um and then i'm actually in grants with jordan for best kill worst kill um i thought oh, best wow. kill was Tied between the stepdad and the sister, okay. So the throat slit and then him stabbing his sister in the stomach. Yeah, um, okay. I thought those were just brutal and really great for
1: opening scenes and um, worse to skill. get right into it. Danny Trejo, by far. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Like that's exactly what I said for worst kill too. I'm glad we're all in yeah. an agree and, in agreement <sighs> that um, Danny yeah. Trejo's kill just it was just not necessary. Like uh-uh. it didn't need to be a, a two-minute scene. Um, yeah. All right, Danny Trejo. So then, yeah, I I already kind of played my cards a little bit on on my what I thought was the best kill. Um, yeah. It, it was the shortest, most nothing kill of the movie, but because it 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 was the only kill that that Rob Zombie showed his any level of restraint. It like for yeah. some reason it just it was able to to ramp up that tension immediately, and mm-hmm. um, I remember. Uh, there was a like sharp, quick musical note that played when when he did slice the dad's throat and just the mm-hmm. way that it was shot, like the way the camera was positioned. Yeah, um, I think we, we it see... made my heart
0: skip. It actually yeah. got
1: me to jump a little bit because we see it first. We see Lori's dad from a close up, extreme close up view, and then it, it backs out to an extreme wide shot. And you see this towering person, this huge guy come up and, and slice this guy's throat before he moves into the house and you're like oh shit he's gonna fuck the mom up and yep. yeah i really really appreciated that yeah um so yeah, good my scene. good choice my overall score for the movie um i'd say probably would be a six six or six and a half um right where brandon is yeah i think and we're all pretty close yeah, yeah um for sure i yeah i I just held this movie in such high regards when I was younger and it, it probably has to do with watching it at a certain age and like not being exposed yeah. to different types of horror, different types of, you know, violent yeah. movies. And yeah, I, I wish that like there there are bits and pieces of this movie that I think are amazing that I think are that done better than any Halloween movie so far. Like mm-hmm. the, the dad's kill, um, like the casting of tyler main like a lot of the camera work around tyler maine to, to really uh, emphasize his his you know size and demeanor and i feel like in the hands of a better director a better writer we could have gotten probably the best halloween movie yet um yeah so i it's possible i have high hopes for halloween kills i'm hearing mixed things but the reason that there's mixed reception, I think, is kind of mm-hmm. silly. And you know, oh, when boy. we get around to it, we uh, when we get to covering it, then we can dive into that too. But mm-hmm. um,
2: real quick, rapid fire, rank the the three movies so far. So, Halloween 2018, um, Rob Zombie the sequel, and then Rob Zombie the
1: original. <clears throat> well, Jordan hasn't seen Halloween two, but you've seen the 2018 one, right? I did. Yeah. So um probably easy ranking for I'd, you. I'd put
0: that I'd put that one above this one only because it the writing was better. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. The writing was definitely better and I also like the ending more. I I liked this ending more when I was a kid and in my mm-hmm. in my notes um I was like I remember liking this scene much more. Mm-hmm. I almost wish they would have just removed one of the cuts from Laurie screaming and just removed the baby cut and just gone straight into the credits. I think that would have been more effective to It's help Zombie to the trying attention. to
1: show his artistic side and If you had a problem with that, then just, just wait, just watch the second one. (laughs) Yeah. But I like the credits. I thought thought the credits were good. Yeah. But the the Halloween two is, is basically Rob Zombie and, you know, make a long story short. He didn't want to make the movie. He wasn't planning on it. Um, But then he also didn't, the studio was like, we're going to make it anyways. And he was like, okay, I don't want someone to tarnish my vision. So he hated making the movie while he was making the movie. And he decided to make it like essentially an art house film. Um, so there's a couple different ways oh, you can look at the movie, um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's an interesting view. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Well. Any any final thoughts here before we wrap up?
0: Um, I need to watch more Halloween movies yeah. after this one. I need a I need a palate cleanse. I need to see I need to see John Carpenter's.
2: Yeah. yeah. Would you well, Would you recommend
0: this one though? If it were between all the I other think films. It's, uh I know there's some duds in the lineup of all the movies. Um in I've my heard,
1: opinion, as a Halloween lover, there are no duds.
0: He <laughs> can they can do no wrong with yep. with the boy. Stay tuned for um, the episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um I would recommend this once. I think it's worth watching one time to see its qualities. Other than that, I, I don't think it's okay. worth revisiting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I I won't think...
0: dunk on a movie too hard. I think it's worth a one time view.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is this movie is is worth watching if you're a fan of the series, if you're a fan of uh, horror movies in general. Um, however, I would say if you've seen it before, I would I would say it's worth a second or third viewing, but skip through a lot of stuff like skip second through, or third. Yeah, and like I said, I've seen this like four or five times. Um, skip through a lot of the hillbilly stuff. Skip through just go to the the scenes that. That are actually like have that have weight to it. Like him busting out of prison, yeah. that short one minute scene, I think is worth watching. A lot of the third yeah. act, I think is worth watching. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't need. I don't need Ronnie hitting on his stepdaughter. Her I stroking need, the bottle. Like we don't need that. You
0: know. I. I don't need. Uh, yeah. I don't need. Um, Junie talking about uh, pumping cum out of someone's <laughs> stomach. I don't need. No. Uh, I don't need Michael caressing his sister's thigh i don't know if that's original in the original but i was like where's this creepiness coming from i just i sung sweet home alabama uh, <laughs> in my head for the first act i was like this is just like weird stuff right. anyway.
1: uh, i gotta get out of here um yeah. thank you both for joining me and uh cool. yeah you know thanks to the fans for for listening and tuning in giving mm-hmm. us our views and um, we Rate, to, review, subscribe. Yeah, we're we're up to some a, a good number of subscribers yeah. and viewership on YouTube, and uh, keep listening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Brandon, if you want to take us out,
2: cool. Well, uh, as always, um, this is another episode of the Scary Sci-Fi Sluts Podcast. Stay tuned next week for Halloween Six Retribution Resurrection. Mm, one of the I think two? it's like I don't know eight. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> follow us on facebook instagram twitter um reach out leave a like or comment um and yeah as always we'll be back next week and so stay scary scary. and stay sexy stay
0: sexy sexy. thanks guys thanks for having me adios